happy Wednesday, you guys. I just cannot believe, one, how fast time is flying. Two, how excited I am to bring you this episode. Seriously. I know I say that every week, but honestly, um, we are super blessed. And I say we as a community to be hearing the insight and wisdom from the people that I'm interviewing. This Young Creator series has truly kind of like really inspired and propelled me personally. So I hope that it does the same for you guys. I think, you know, I wanted to do something around people that fit into this narrative specifically because I think our 20s and 30s are so crucial, um, such an important time period in our life for figuring out who we are and really like navigating our journey, going for success, trying to see the future, but trying to like maintain the sanity and balance within it all so that's kind of like the theme of the series if I didn't share and I don't think I did so this is the second episode within the series you're going to be hearing from drawer he is a musical artist based in LA drawer and I actually knew each other when we were in Texas but didn't fully like knew of each other I should say we didn't fully connect or like meet in real life till we were both were in LA and so I'm just super excited for you guys to like hear his wisdom, his like calmness. Like I truly felt re-energized after the conversation and was fully taking notes. So I hope you guys feel the same way. Um, I will be linking everything about him, his Spotify, his Instagram, where to listen to his new single that just came out um, in the episode description. So stay tuned for that. And then I'm going to be sharing like nuggets of wisdom from Drawer and all of our other guests on Instagram, as well as um, some fun Instagram stories every day and different little things. We're just going to be having a lot of fun on Instagram. So don't miss out and follow along at at realizing things with two S's on Instagram. And I think that's really it. I'm going to let the episode speak for itself. And without further ado, here we go. Let's get into it. Are you from Austin or from Houston, actually? So I'm from Houston originally. And yeah, I don't think we met in Austin. Um, I think while I was still in Austin, we connected. But you were already in LA at that point. Yeah, so like similar, you went to UT, I went to St. Ed's. Like for those of you that are not familiar with the city, it's like 20 minutes away. We had mutual friends and then both ended up in LA and then kind of connected from there as everyone does. Um, And it's been like so awesome to see you really get after exactly what you've been wanting. At least it appears that way. And I know, I don't know, Texas is a different place. I'm not sure. And I'm, you know, going to go more into this growing up in Texas. I'm sure like maybe this had nothing to do with what you wanted to do. But I think in certain areas like L.A. is definitely a place where self-expression is celebrated and individuality is so welcomed. I know it took me a second to really kind of actualize who I wanted to be and get to that. I'm not at the final destination yet, but getting a lot further than I was able to when I felt like I was in this microcosm where it wasn't, you know, necessarily supported. Anyways, I'm excited to delve into all of those like aspects of identity, going after your dream career, kind of like doing all that in our conversation today. But I'll let you so let you give yourself a little bit of an intro and cover anything that I'm sure I missed. Yeah, no, and, and I, I love already a lot of the points that you brought up because I've been reflecting on a lot of that even separate from this podcast just personally, so I'm excited to get into that. But yeah, a little bit about me. Um, born and raised in Houston, Texas to immigrant parents. 
Um, so a large part, I think, of my identity was I love Texas, absolutely adored growing up there. It was an incredible place. But I always didn't, like, I, no matter how hard I tried, I don't think I ever fully fit in just because it's just, like, very different culturally than the rest of my family and, you know, all my relatives abroad. So I always loved Texas, but I realized that it may not be the best fit for me and for what I want to do. And probably at an early age, I knew that for music, L.A. was obviously a place I needed to live um, just for, like, personal reasons and then also career-wise. It just made sense. Um, and as far as, you know, some of my music, I started making different videos in college, got some early buzz at the University of Texas um, with different singing videos, YouTube videos, and ultimately got a little more serious and realized I wanted to make music full time. So I've been making songs for a couple of years now. So awesome. I remember seeing your first, well, it was my first experience with your music um, when you were still at UT and made that video. And I was like, Oh my God, first of all, his voice. Second of all, how did he pull all these resources together? Because like still in college and I was just from that point could see that you can, you can tell when someone is passionate about something. I think there's a difference between talent and passion. You obviously have both, but it's, you're able to see when someone is willing to go the distance because it's not easy. And especially with music, I don't know if there were any points where you felt like, oh, like, oh, how cliche, like I'm going to LA to pursue my dreams, you know, of becoming a music artist and really kind of delving into that and making that my life. And I'm sure there were people that like, you know, I think you're lucky to have a lot of supporters around like I am too, but there are people that kind of like hear that and, you know, might not be able to relate or envision dreams that big for themselves and may have projected that onto you. So I just wanted to like give you a little kudos of like even getting to where you are now. It's incredibly difficult to break that mental barrier if if that's something that, you know, you were working with of just getting getting to that stage, you know? Yeah, thank you so much. No, I, I totally agree. I always say the biggest hurdle was myself. Like I had mm. to first overcome like my insecurities and, you know, just putting out that first song was probably the most difficult thing yet. Cause you know, that, that first time you put anything out for the world to see and just, you know, really opening yourself up to people's opinions and criticism. Um, that was, you know, the biggest step. But since then, you know, there are obviously a lot of challenges, but I, I always think we're our own biggest hurdle. Totally. Exactly. And I'm excited to kind of hear and be inspired by how you've been dealing with this time in particular and how you're staying inspired. I know we briefly chatted and you were back in Texas with your family for a little bit. Now you're back in LA, hopefully feeling more in the swing of things like trying to retain some resemblance of a routine and working hard. But how has this time like revealed certain things about, I don't know, your, the path that you're on necessarily and like why you're doing what you're doing to you and what's been challenging, but what and what has been maybe even motivating or grounding? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, a lot of great things you just asked. Music in general a lot of creative fields but just from my experience with music you have to be very self-driven and motivated you know there's no one that's going to do anything for you um until you have success then people are interested in you know helping out yeah. but it's already such a self-driven entrepreneurial career route um that during i guess the pandemic i realized 
um, when everything was stripped out, like all the like fun parties and events and networking. And I was just, you know, with myself, I realized like it was, I had to be even more driven because, you know, there wasn't, I couldn't, you know, pull an excuse of events or distractions that yeah. are holding me back. You know, like there was absolutely nothing else to do. So, um, that's kind of when I realized I wanted to use the past year to really develop as an artist and also just develop personally. But um, I realized that's what I wanted the past year to look like. So I wrote a lot. Um, I, you know, did a lot of social media connecting with people and nice. ultimately found a couple of producers that I really, really love and have been working with closely the past year. So, um, yeah, that's a little bit of, of what the past year has looked like. But it's a similar, you know, challenge. It's always difficult to be self-motivated. But I think in a pandemic, there are all sorts of things that come up. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. We never know how much we can grow until we're stretched and pushed in ways that we, like, cannot imagine. And obviously, no one could have imagined what we've gone through so far. And I can't imagine, like, God, if I say imagine one more time. <laughs> but truly, like, I can't envision, like... As an artist, I'm assuming that you, do you feel like you write about your personal experiences and what you know, or are there other ways that you use to formulate your music? I'm totally new. Like music is never something that like I thought about, but I have so much respect and admiration for people, especially the people that like write their own songs. And I'm just so curious of like how things come to you and how this time is like maybe even influence like what you're writing about. Yeah, I mean... So as far as the songs go, they, they really range. They're all kind of personal. Some are very, very personal, and some just have, you know, sprinkles of, of like, messages that I kind of intertwine. Um, and so, you know, some songs will be fully real, fully um, nonfiction about something that occurred, but then others will just, you know, hint at things or, there may even be hidden messages that are literally just for myself. Like I'm, I'm probably the only one that would ever understand what a certain line means. Yeah. Um, and I think that's something really cool that I can just have that, you know, to keep for myself. Mm-hmm. Obviously when you release music, um, it's out there, people can think and say whatever they want, but to have some things that are kept personal about the story or things like that. And, that helped write it, I think is always really cool. So I love that I kind of put that in some of my music. Totally. And before I'm going to say this and then ask you one more question in terms of like this time and what it's revealed, but quickly jumping to like the creative process. I love writing and I'm a writer and I know that sometimes it's purely functional. Like it's a source in a way for me to sort out my feelings, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's like, I debate whether like, Ooh, do I want to share this for the chance of someone being able to relate to you know, the way I specifically worded something and maybe it might help them. And I'm sure music does the same. It's like, you might have to kind of like juggle, like, this is really, really personal to me. Do I, mm-hmm. you know, want to take the risk of like having it really, really resonate with someone or do I want to keep it quiet to myself? So I think it's super cool that like, you're able to kind of like do both and have hidden mes- messages that like maybe really worked things out for you, like personally and emotionally and being able to hear it and experience it in a song is like, I'm imagining it. it's incredibly like therapeutic and Mm -hmm. people can maybe like assign their own meanings and I think that's what makes music so powerful right we hear something and we think about a moment in our lives a relationship this that whatever and what it means to us and 
the person behind the music, you know, the singer, the songwriter, has a totally different vision and we're all able to relate to it in some way. So magical. Totally. Yeah. And and that may be something that, you know, later on in my career, my writing style changes and I am more, you know, very clear and direct. But, you know, I have respect for artists that do that. For now, I'm just loving this kind of in between where I'm being very open. But, you know, a lot of things are layered and phrased in a way that only, you know, makes sense to me fully. Yeah. Yeah. Like you see like you see the full picture. Mm-hmm. Something I've been like talking about, obviously, throughout all these episodes, just because it's, you know, been on my mind and appropriately named the podcast Realizing Things because, you know, it's just been a huge theme. And I hope it continues for the rest of my life, pandemic or not, that I've been really reflecting about things in a different way and seeking clarity and being able to achieve clarity through just really like slowing down. And like you were saying, like, not being in your normal routine, not having the regular distractions of keeping you going from here to there, whatever, that I'm like getting to know myself in a whole different Mm -hmm. way and why I want to do the things I want to do. And so I'm curious if you've had like a similar experience and if it's felt like strengthening in a way of like, oh, I'm so glad I pursued my dreams. I see even clearer now that like this was not an option, maybe Mm -hmm. this was something I needed to do. And this is why. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'd say even before the pandemic, I always love, like, I've always been really good at spending time with myself, and I just really see the value in it. And I guess, you know, part of the reason I do it and love it is just for music, you kind of have to, like, get in your thoughts. You have to be very, you know, internal. You have to, you know, be very introspective. Um, So I guess that just kind of comes with songwriting. So I have always loved that. And I think if everyone in society spent a little more time with themselves, the world would be a better place. So I always try, yeah, I try to, you know, tell everyone around me to, you know, not fill all their time with other people and with Mm. other things. Like I just, I think that's, you know, when true growth happens when you're with yourself. So, yeah. So I totally agree with you. And I've always loved that. At least during quarantine, I've like, I guess gone even deeper, like, like you said, like there are no distractions. So there's even more, you know, one-on-one time. So I've definitely like re, you know, reevaluated everything. I'm really happy that I'm, you know, decided to pursue music. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't see, I think I, I would always have a regret if I didn't. Yeah. And that's kind of just how I look at life. I, I don't want to have any regrets. And so, you know, I encourage people to be bold, to go for what they want, to try things and, you know, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But I, I think, you know, we have one life. You should always try whatever it is you want to try. Totally. For someone that's listening that might be in a similar position as you were, I don't know, three or four years ago, kind of like making the decision to pursue music. Did you have like a backup plan, quote unquote? I've heard like, you know, both schools of thought of like, there's no backup plan. and There's only plan A. This is what I'm pursuing. But realistically, like, especially when you go to a great school and you have education, I'm sure maybe there was something else in your mind that you mm-hmm. were going to go after if you didn't decide to go through music or if it wasn't working out as well as it is now. Yeah. Um, throughout college, I definitely I had a lot of different passions. I tried a lot of things that I you know, thought could be a career for myself. But ultimately, I always knew that music was, you know, the number one thing I always wanted to do. I tried these other things out and always kept landing back at music. 
So I got a degree. Um, I guess there is always that as a backup, but you know, I forced myself to never really consider a plan B just because from what I've understood and from a lot of people I look up to, that's a tough way to really succeed. So I guess, yeah, technically I do have a couple, you know, backup options and I do have a side, you know, full-time job that supports my life. You know, I do social media work, um, to, to be able to afford, you know, chasing my dream. But with that being said, I, you know, I view music as the one and only thing I ever want to do. That's so admirable. I think it's, I mean, even me starting this podcast, I'm, I'm a very one track minded person. So the juggling and knowing like, none, I, I enjoy both, both aspects, but like thinking about it in terms of like, this is what I really want or building something on the side. It's like, there has to be a lot of sacrifice. And mm-hmm. what I was going to say earlier is like, what I've known about you, if you've always been so grounded and so committed to yourself and I think that is especially admirable in a place like Los Angeles. I know when I first moved there, I mean, I had a plan. I was going to work in entertainment PR and I did. And I've, I did everything, quote unquote, according to my plan and mm-hmm. was very successful in L.A. But it's so easy to get caught up in this li- in the L.A. specific like lifestyle. I'm sure other big cities like New York, too. But mm-hmm. how do you and like it's there's a little bit of magic in that, right? It's how you network and you meet people. But like, how do you keep basically a good head on your shoulders and not get so like wrapped up and intertwined in all the L.A. is? Mm-hmm. No, that's a great question. It's definitely not an easy thing. I'm constantly conscious of that. I'd say I credit it in general. I always love to have a lot of different kinds of friends. Like I've never been the type of person that can just have one big friend group. And that is, you know, my social outlet. I just, I just love all sorts of different people. And I think, you know, we are all so multidimensional. Like I have so many sides to myself that I want to be able to have, you know, a crazy friend that I party with, but then like an introspective deep friend, you know, like I just, I always love to have all sorts of people around me. And I think that is, in my opinion, like the key to staying level headed, because if I only had these entertainment fun friends, um, I think that would be really hard. So I value like a lot of my friends that aren't in entertainment and are just real, you know, friendships that, you know, have no fluff or, you know, mm-hmm. none of the Hollywood stuff around it. So I love all sides of it, but I think it's about a balance. Yeah, definitely. And I liked what you said about us being multidimensional that's something I've always like known and I feel like have been really comfortable in within myself but I've come into you know paths with people that aren't as comfortable with every side of themselves and I've had people be like oh my god you're so good at being you know whether it's like even wearing clothes like you're so good at wearing like different trends or you can rock anything blah 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 I think people are really uncomfortable that they don't have to mm-hmm. be put in a box, you know? Mm-hmm. I've always been yeah. like, I'm so many different types of people. Like, that doesn't make me crazy. That makes me, like, alive, you know? And, like... Yeah, it makes sense. Exactly. And, like, different friends can, can bring out different parts of you and remind you that, like, every part of you is equally authentic and equally real, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And even with the clothes, I, I'm, I'm laughing because I have that <laughs> conversation a lot because... I don't know, I, I force myself to express myself and wear whatever I feel like wearing. And whenever I hear friends say that they couldn't pull something off, I like instantly, you know, 
shake them up and say right. you literally can do and wear whatever you want like right you know it's but it, you know i get it because it you know it's a little you know it's nerve-wracking to mm-hmm. to just be yourself and be bold but you know it took me a second to even just want to be able to wear whatever i want to wear totally. it sounds so silly but it does sound um, it sounds I, silly especially in a time like now where what is outside perception like i'm taking zooms in bed like people are talking in the background there are dogs like there's no sense of perfection and no not no sense in trying to like maintain a false sense of like i have it all together or whatever so you might as well let you know for lack of better words your freak flag fly you know but people like they don't see it within themselves or their brand or this or that whatever but it's like whatever you like and whatever you feel that right there is your your brand and who you Mm -hmm. are yeah and i i I wish that for everyone just like to be able to say and do and wear and post like oh even posting like i like i get all the you know nerves that come with you know it's natural people will take a selfie or Mm -hmm. this caption too weird like i do it myself but i just think the more we can let go of any of these expectations like the more free we'll all be exactly what what do you think has like helped you besides just you know getting older a lot of things get easier as we get older um let go of that kind of like just like thinking that everyone is watching every move that you do and that people care and people are judging oh it's a really good question (laughs) i'm like taking notes for myself i'm like okay so like what helps i mean what what helps no it's a great i think at the core i just like i really never felt like i fit in Mm. in like elementary middle school like all my schools like it was very most of my schooling was pretty you know most of the people around me were pretty texan and you know just just a different upbringing yeah and i loved it but it took me a second to realize that i just like no matter how many north faces i wear i just like (laughs) will not ever be the same yeah and that whenever i had that switch i think is was like the most empowering thing because I was I literally realized wow like it's I actually think it's doper to wear I don't know a leather jacket that's different like I hate that that it's all about clothes but it's right. like I think when you're young it's the first like brush with it you know exactly I just think it's you know the reason I bring clothes up is it's a very clear thing that you see it's a very clear way to express yourself so to me um that's just kind of a first impression that I always realized I thought if I dress a certain way I'll instantly be like everyone else and when I realized that I think it's cooler to be yourself that I think is when everything started to fall into place totally and this is what I I try to remind people not because I have no room to grow in this area I totally do but when I talk to other people, I can kind of remind myself of the same thing. It's like no one is inspired by a water a watered down version of anything. And even mm-hmm. if you were trying so hard, I did the same thing with clothes, you know, when I was growing up until I like fully felt like actually I don't whatever I think is cool is going to be the coolest thing out there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But it's like you try to like put these cloaks on yourself and really like even though people might not be able to point out that it's the North Face jacket that you're trying to wear or the different shoes that you're trying to wear, 
they can feel a sense of someone not being themselves, you know, Mm -hmm. and even if you can't articulate it, there's a sense of confidence that comes from doing whatever you want to do. That is just like intangible. Mm -hmm. It's easier. The second you don't need to think about that stuff, life, I think just gets so much easier. You literally just say what you want. And obviously, you know, there are limits. You got to be nice to people. But I mean, you know, you can just, just live and exist without, being so calculated and i still struggle with that it's not like i have it all figured out but i think you know that's what i'm always striving for right i call it like living in your perfect flow state where once you are like true to yourself things come easier and i don't Mm -hmm. know i'm sure there's so much research or people talking about it i don't know what it is and it sounds like so kooky or like fluffy but truly like Things get easier when you're pursuing what is in service to you and others and Mm -hmm. not trying to be like anyone else, you know? Mm -hmm. And I wonder, like, once you took that leap to, okay, I'm going to start music, I'm going to actually passionately pursue this and put, you know, my full being there, I don't really care what other people think or saying about me, did you get, like, little inklings or, like, signs that you were on the right path or how did you keep yourself going? Uh, So my first song it was like a ut school anthem Mm -hmm. um and that went like it got a lot of viral attention it was on at the time like total frat move barstool sports like all those college you know platforms um and so it got a lot of buzz and that was my first thing i ever did so i realized that i maybe like have some idea of how something works (laughs) i was still really i was still really intimidated by the entertainment industry because it's very much you know, you got to know people. And I just knew no one in entertainment. So mm-hmm. um, that kind of gave me some confidence that I may be able to try to figure some things out on my own without having a parent in the industry. Th- they're always, you know, a cool article that comes out or, you know, a cool streaming achievement. That's like another, you know, checkbox and another thing that gets me excited for the days or weeks that there are no accomplishments. Mm-hmm. So it's not like, there's always something positive happening, but um, it's just about remembering why you're doing this, why you're putting in the work. And then, you know, when a couple of these cool accomplishments do come up, they they definitely help keep the momentum because yeah. it's hard. It's hard to keep going. Oh, my God, I bet. And like if it's not if you're not like receiving something every day, it can be so easy when you're like still in this stage of building and achieving. And I'm sure honestly, I. You hear from successful people all the time that that sometimes doesn't go away. You'll always want to, like, achieve more and more and more. But it's, like you just said, like, remembering why you're doing it and what impact means to you and what living in your flow state or your truth, like, really means and what it's able to bring you. You said something interesting about, you know, not having a parent in the industry. And as I reflect on, like, living in L.A. and who knows, I might be back there. I might go to New York. I'm still really in the midst of figuring it out but I think about I often think about the differences between LA and New York and tell me if you agree with this I think about LA and you look at the people that work there and definitely they work hard like I was one of them but then you look at New York and it seems like you know I'm 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 stereotyping here but in LA a lot of people seem lucky like their parents are in the industry they have friends you know you network it just kind of comes to you in New York like it's like a hustle and it's like a grind and and I'm not sure of the difference. I know that there are musical artists that live in New York and L.A., but how did you come to the decision of, like, 
okay, LA is the place for me to pursue this over somewhere mm-hmm. else. Yeah. Um, well, so I lived in New York for a few months and I loved it, but it's just, I think <laughs> I, I couldn't do it long term forever. Yeah. I definitely love the hustle and I love the pace, but lifestyle wise, it's just not the best fit for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to have a car, I like to have a little more space to be outdoors, you know, that's just being, I guess, from Texas, being a Texas boy, those are things that I'm just, that I love. Um, so I never really considered New York as a full-time place for me, but um, music-wise, I also understood LA is a little more, uh, I guess, for like for the type of music I make and being an artist, LA is really where the records get made and where Got a lot it. of the talent and, and the producers are. So New York obviously has so many talented artists and producers, but you know, for some of the pop leaning stuff that I do and, you know, that whole world, LA is kind of the most. It like breeds kind of like that energy and that culture that I totally get that. Like now that that you're saying it makes total sense and not like New York isn't a fun place to be, but there's nothing like a fucking sunny day in Los Angeles. And you just being like, I don't, at least for me, like, I don't care how much money I'm spending to live here, how much it, like it might not seem worth it at mm-hmm. times. Like it's a sunny day today and like everything makes sense. And I'm the sun hits different. Here. Sun <laughs> hits different. <laughs> it hits different. You like crank up the music in your car. Yeah. No, I it's so you're painting such like a cliche movie <laughs> scene, but it's so real and like important. Like it's, it's literally so the best vibe, the best feeling ever. It is like I'm having memories in my head right now flash of like I have a lot of memories in the car in LA and like not in a bad way you know one more than one have involved blasting your music but um it's just it's nice it's when you think about it you reflect and that's just like definitely a part of the culture so if anyone's listening debating on whether they should move to New York or LA if you want sunny days filled with um music car rides going to anonymous places sometimes just driving around aimlessly um move to LA because you can definitely have that but yeah this is the place for you yeah exactly I mean things are definitely different now and I think like in terms of environment and landscape like obviously that probably plays a lot into your creative inspiration but I'm so curious as to like how, because you, you mentioned that you've met some like cool producers over the last year and you're really excited about working with them. How are people specifically in the music industry still able to kind of like work together? Because I, I can imagine that like in the studio, there's an energy that you can't like replicate, you know, when you're with other people and like sharing music and really working on it. How are you kind of like doing that at this time? Is it really different or what is it like? Yeah, so I'd Weirdly, for the first couple of years, um, most of the songs I was making were always done remote. Like I started mm-hmm. working with the producer in Austin, but then he instantly moved to Nashville. So I never really had the luxury of when I was getting started of, you know, days in the studio, hours in the studio. Like I never got to experience that just because of, you know, circumstances until this past year in L.A., um, where, you know, I go to the studio days in a row and can really, like, get deep and accomplish things and finish songs and, you know, just, like, really get to work. Um, so I, it's, like, you're right. It's, like, an energy like no other, just, like, bouncing off of people's ideas and trying different things and trying lyrics and trying different elements for the production. 
um, it's definitely a, a cool thing to just build a song from nothing. Because music, you, you don't start with a canvas. You don't, you know, you don't yeah. really have anything. You have to just create a sound out of thin air. So I really love that process. It's like you were kind of like prepared for this. And now, you know, I'm sure there are more like hard steps to come as you achieve more and more success. But you did like a little bit of the hard work up, up front. And now you're kind of getting to revel in all of like the beauty that is collaboration. That's so awesome to hear mm-hmm. yeah no collaborating is cool and i've been doing more of it there is i will say i've found myself more and more trying to remind myself to stick to um just like who i want to be as an artist because when you start mm-hmm. collaborating with so many people um especially when they're talented everyone has great ideas but it's hard to it gets harder and harder to stick to what's your vision and your sound and your visual um inspiration um because you'll have more and more people the longer you're in this throwing ideas at you and try this sound and try this visual and it's it's typically from a good place um but it's just i've I've found myself really trying to stay firm in what's the goal you know i'm open to taking different ideas in because i think that's super important in collaborating but it's it's harder and harder the more you collaborate in my opinion to keep your eye on like the long-term sound that you're going for totally because that's that's like your everything and it's like you have to start stand on like a firm kind of like foundation and definitely people can enhance you know music and things like that and add something special to it but it's like you really want to have your time to define like who you are in the space and what it means to you and what how did you kind of like arrive at like okay not be obviously not all the music you put out is the same but like this is what consistently like I want people to feel like when they listen to me or like this is a consistent realm within what it means for me to make music like how did you achieve it like this is my sound or this is my voice or you know this is mm-hmm. how would how you pinpoint that I can't even like put it into words you know sure yeah and I, it's still evolving I'm still yeah. exploring different sounds and different sides of myself but I always loved growing up just soulful sounds, like captivating voices. Like in a song, when the vocal is strong, and to me, that's the strongest thing. Some mm-hmm. people love, you know, you know, drums or, or you know, the productions, what they hear first. But for me, songs that I love are always driven by a strong lead vocal. So I knew that for my music, I wanted the vocal to be front and center. Um, the the production to be pretty minimal i don't i didn't want too many distractions um but really just a vibe that uplifts and supports the flow of the vocal so that's kind of just like at a at a bigger scale like the the approach to my music yeah but i love like soulful sounds r&b pop and i think a lot of my music especially for this next year that i'm going to release is in all of those genres and cool. it's a cool little fusion so I'm excited to put those out. Oh my God, I'm so excited. I'm like smiling over here. Can't wait to turn it up. <laughs> Thank I'm you. Stoked. With the windows down. I know it's not California, but you'll have to put the windows Exa- Exactly. No, that's so cool. And it's like, I mean, you mentioned like, obviously you can't start on a canvas or, you know, you really are creating something from nothing, some from silence. But when do you know that you are inspired to like write a new song or like, is there something that initially comes to you first every time or is it different, different sources of inspiration? Like kind of, does it vary? 
I rarely have like sat down and decided today I'm gonna write a song about this. Usually it'll just like come to me like a line or a melody. Um, typically when I'm driving, I don't know why. I guess that's like when、cool. I'm. I don't want to say that's when I'm like mindlessly, you know, my <laughs> mind's open because that's also not good because I should be paying attention. But typically when I'm driving, like I'll just like think of a melody or just like sing in my car or something and build off of that and start filling the melody with words and lyrics and the song will kind of come together.、Oh, that's、um, so nice. You could argue that's when you're you're most focused. You know.、Mm-hmm. We'll, yeah. We'll call it that. <laughs> exactly. That's better. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's so cool. I'm so like, I mean, I say it all the time. Like, if I could sing, I would quite literally never shut up because it's like, I mean, music is so beautiful, and I'm people are inspired by it、mm-hmm. in different ways. But、um, even when I'm working, like, it's not that silence is uncomfortable for me, but it it stimulates my brain in a different way. You know, music、mm-hmm. does, or like, can instantly shift my mood, like. Instantly, I remember times、mm-hmm. in LA being like, "I don't want to go out tonight, or I don't want to do anything." And then I hear a song, and I'm like, "I'm down, and I can be ready in ten minutes." Like, <laughs> total mood、yeah. shift. Don't know if that's healthy either. Unsure, but、um, no, I think it's good. Yeah, it's it's so so powerful. It's it's like a beautiful thing. It's it's one of our greatest gifts, and I'm sure like the power of music. I'd be interested to see like how the power of music has. Influenced us within the last year. Obviously, we saw videos of people singing outside in Italy together,、mm-hmm. and like, God, like that makes me so emotional. Yeah, sharing. I mean, they're, they're just like the more time I spend in music, and the more I write, the more I realize how true it is. There are just like some things that you can never articulate in,、mm. you know, just speaking the way you can with a song. And you know, sometimes it's easier to sing something to a person than to say it. Um, and like you, you know, you can just feel some things that you never can replicate by by talking.、It、lowers a barrier that you're able to express something. Like you can、mm-hmm. even send someone a song that fully articulates how you're feeling, but for some reason that's way easier than you know saying it to them. It,、right. it shouldn't be, you know, but that's just how it is.、And、do you that's think kind of something cool? Do you think it's like we're hiding behind it because it's like technically someone else's words? Or or is it just like so beautiful the way that they said it? So it's like I'm just gonna borrow this real quick and <laughs> share it with someone else and hope that they they get it. But I don't have to put myself out there as much,、mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, it's it's probably both. I think that's like not to be cliche, but that's what art is. It's supposed、yeah. to get you to think of something that you didn't before, or say something, or provoke something.、Um, so I think that's. You know, doing its job in its like truest sense. Totally, and I'm sure the answer here is yes. But I'm curious as to like maybe what the big themes are. But like, how has going deeper into music and really kind of delving into, I don't even want to say like that side of yourself. I mean, we already established that we have a lot of different sides and a lot of different、mm-hmm. interests. So like, you're not quote unquote just an artist. But like, what does that have reveal? What has that revealed to you on a bigger sense about? You personally, like, is it like a learning experience with every song? For sure. Yeah. I think like with each song, I learn so much. You know,、mm-hmm. there's obviously personally, like when I'm trying to figure out what I'm feeling and why. You know, I'm just like thinking more and more about it. And、yeah. you know, I think there's some so many benefits of that. Just being so introspective and getting to the root of 
why you feel a certain way explains so much about yourself. Oh my god, yeah. So, yeah, so I mean, each song I just like personally learn a lot about why I felt a certain way. But then even in the creation of a song, like some may take months. So if it takes a while, I learn a lot about patience. Mm. Um, in some, if I, it's a collaboration and I'm going back and forth with what people are suggesting, what I want, you know, in something like that, I may learn to be more confident and, you know, more sure in myself and what I want to present. So, you know, Lately in the studio, I've found myself getting more confident. Like, that's a whole side of music that I wasn't well-versed in, like production. At one point, I would just talk to a producer and say, I want this kind of feeling, mm-hmm. you know, songs like this, and go at it. But now I'm able to, like, fully get in there and articulate every little sound that I'm hearing and what I, do- what I like, what I don't like, what I want more of. And I think just, like, you know, learning so much even technically from that side is, is really cool. Yeah, definitely. And it's like such a blessing to be able to like step into different shoes and wear like your producer hat, your songwriter hat, your singer hat, whatever, and foster all this growth within yourself and kind of like realize like, hey, I might enjoy this a lot and I might be more experienced at this, but like I can dabble over here too, you know, and I'm Mm -hmm. sure it feels good as an artist to be able to understand every aspect because entrusting someone with the specific sound that you want to create, like you're obviously going to succeed when you bring in other people that are really great at their craft too but fully mm-hmm. understanding it gives you more ownership of like hey like you know the music industry as a whole I'm it's evolving but I've heard so many artists talk about it and how it can be you know a little bit like artists don't have as much of a stake in their own game as they would like mm-hmm. to you know so I'm sure this helps like make you feel more confident that like hey mm-hmm. I know what's going on from all angles here so like you're not gonna own me yeah, I mean, and it all, to me, it only makes sense because it's literally like you, like I'm presenting myself. It's my name. So if something doesn't feel the way I want it to feel, like it's a reflection on me. You right. know? So I want it to learn as much as I can so that I can be as aware and, and improve everything to get to the core of, you know, sonically and visually what I want it to be. And it's still like, and every day I'm learning more and more, but you know, it only makes sense because it's to me, because it's my name, it's my face. Like I, if, as long as I'm proud of what I'm creating, then I'm good with it. Um, yeah. And so I want to give it everything I can. Yeah. And that kind of like reinforces, I know, like, I don't know, this might be kind of a stretch of a comparison, but I mean, as I've gotten older, I've been more confident in standing for exactly what I want and not being like, oh, well, that's actually fine. Like, whether it's someone like mispronouncing my name or like getting the wrong order at a coffee shop or something, you know, like that, like it's, you don't worry. And maybe, I don't know, this might be a hot take, but I think it is a little bit more of a female thing for women to be like, you know, Oh, it's okay. It's fine. I don't want to like rock the boat or whatever. But I think like if regardless, female, male, non-binary, whatever, however you identify, it's always good to like stand up for yourself and respect that, and draw that boundary in the sand of like, hey, listen, like, I can bring people in on everything. But like knowing who you are and what you stand for, like you were saying, it's a it can be like a slippery slope sometimes if you're not grounded in who you are. And you can like, you know, that quote, like, if you don't stand for anything, your fault for mm-hmm. anything. I think that's the quote. I don't know, something like that. But um, right. <laughs> yeah, thank you. But it's, it's so true. And 
especially with your sound, like you really have to be a person of like, I'm speaking up about everything. Like, I don't know if you're a perfectionist. I don't know how you couldn't be in this space, but you know, being like, no, it's not right. It's tireless hours of like, Mm -hmm. you need to edit that again and not caring about how picky or demanding you might sound or what people are going to say. Yeah, no, I mean, I agree with all of that. We have one reputation. We have one, you know, our name, our identity. So I, I think it's totally valid to try to make it exactly what you want it to be. Totally. Um, yeah. Even if it's like ever evolving. And um, I have one more kind of question for you. I'm so curious, and this is something I'm really trying to be better at in terms of building something and going after what feels right, even though I might not know what like on paper what the end of the story looks like because that's impossible but i'm a perfectionist and i'm an overthinker um is that sometimes like me thinking so much about how something is going to end up prevents me from starting and i wonder if you deal with that and if so like how do you stay motivated towards the future and have a clear goal but like stay in the present and allow it to evolve without being so hard on yourself yeah I think as far as being hard on myself, that's one thing that I'm, I've been able to, to not do just because nice. I, I, I give myself some grace. You know, like if I create a song that I put out and then a few months later I hate it, mm-hmm. you know, at the time I thought it was good. At the time it yeah. felt right. Um, and, you know, we're constantly growing and changing. So I, I, I try to give myself a lot of grace in that regard because, you know, I have some songs that I haven't put out and probably never will just because I don't like them anymore. <laughs> but, you know, I, I was at a certain place at that time and that was maybe, you know, the extent of what I knew how to write or how to create. Yeah. Um, and I think just as long as we're, like, moving forward and trying to create and trying to do the best you can that's all you can do because yeah like even like i listen to some of my first songs the lyrics like i would never write the way i did i like the production i would do things so differently but at the time like i didn't know i made a song about my university um, <laughs> even that, it's a bop it's a bop but like even just that example it was the first thing i ever put out in the world so rather than being hard on myself for you know some of the things that could have been better i think it's dope that i put myself out there and you know tried tried it totally and it's so so nice yeah so so to your question i think that's the same thing you know like the fact that you're even considering doing something or or wanting to try one of these routes or you know this podcast it's a lot more than what a lot of people are doing so yeah. many people have thought about doing this but didn't take that next step that you're already taking so I think just remember that yeah yeah thank you that's great advice and like even hearing you say that like I I honestly just like unslouch untensed my shoulders like it put me at ease like I feel so much better because I'm like thinking in my head like you're literally taking a risk and part of my job is creative but like I get so even nervous to put out anything like I write or whatever, but like you're taking a risk and putting out literal vocals. And if you can do that and like, you know, down the road, not know like if it's perfect or if you're going to love it in a year or whatever, then it's like, Mm -hmm. oh my God, I think that's the most vulnerable thing to do. And like people resonate with it. Like they, you know, you create impact along the way. So 
you you know you refine and you get more to your true self and maybe more like things that are classic or you know last a long time that you'll listen to forever but you're so right like we shouldn't ever like you know try to envision the final path or get mad at ourselves for being at the stages that we were along the way you, that was yeah. a really good way to put it thank you yeah and, and off of that like i i'd say i am a perfectionist i'm pretty ocb in a lot of regards mm-hmm. um but that's one area that i've really learned to be less you know strict on myself because nothing will ever be perfect and yeah. i think that's actually cooler like i think when a vocal isn't so perfect to me that sounds more real in you know that sounds more raw so yeah there is I, I hate to be so cliche but there's beauty and imperfection like to me that's cooler that's more real and back to our earlier point of just like, expressing yourself i think that's the ultimate way to present oneself with no filter yeah yeah exactly and not to have so much like or want to have so much control over it totally like we're gonna grow and evolve i heard a quote and i forget who someone said it on a podcast or i don't know where i picked it up but they were like good is better than perfect because you're mm-hmm. able to make progress and you grow and you can go on with your life i remember stressing so hard about starting this podcast when one it's like why am i stressing that hard i was like i, I was sick before i put out anything and then i put something the first episode out and i spelled the word probably wrong and i was like you know what <laughs> It's never going to be perfect, so I might as well just, like, get enough sleep so that I can do a spell check, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, keep it going from there. But it's it's really funny to honestly think about how much we stress about things and let go of our ego that tells us that, like, everyone's watching out for us and, like, we better not make a mistake or else we're, mm-hmm. like, the worst thing ever. <laughs> That's the other thing. I, I also thought that at one point and then I realized no one pays nearly as much attention no. to the stuff that I do as I do. So. It's like a little bit narcissistic, honestly, like how much oh, I think totally. people are paying attention to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my yeah. god, it's great. Honestly, and I feel like, I don't know, I maybe I say this after every episode, but I just feel so lucky that I'm able to have these conversations and I started sharing them because I feel so lucky to have come in contact with the people that I have and cross paths with and like garner the wisdom that they have because we all are experiencing I won't say the same thing but like similar things in different ways and like having conversations with people about their journeys always will illuminate something about yours and how you can work on yourself and so like I feel truly blessed to one know you and listen to your music and two like have had this conversation because like I have notes and takeaways I'm recording the podcast but I'm like I have notes for myself Thank you. No, I equally, I, I love watching interviews and podcasts and I listen to some of my artists, like my favorite artists. I love watching their interviews because I think that's how we can all learn. Like I love to hear how they approach things or how they get got past their own hurdles and obstacles and push themselves creatively. So I'm with you. It's I think it's cool to learn from all these people. Same here. Well, one thing that we do before we sign off around here is talk about one thing we've realized within the past week it can be big it can be small like sometimes it's literally me discovering a new favorite flavor of ice cream and sometimes it's like oh my god i realized a bit of childhood trauma so the range is really there (laughs) (laughs) there are a lot of options to pull from yeah Ooh. okay let me think 
Well, so this past week I finished two songs, um, which is like really exciting to wrap them up. Oh, man, yay. And, you know, it was a process, obviously. Each one was its own little project, but to finish two is really exciting. So I guess in that, I learned just like, back to earlier what we were talking about in each song i learned so much about myself but these two in particular i worked with these new producers that i absolutely love um dante marinelli and Harris here in la and through these two songs i learned to just speak up for what i want and, yeah. and have more confidence in what i'm creating because like we were talking about earlier it's easy to want perfection and obsess over every little detail but when I was able to just lean back and trust my gut, say what I was thinking, you know, if there's something I wanted to change, just say it mm -hmm. um, rather than start questioning myself. Um, that's when I got to the sound that I love um, in yeah. these past two songs. So I think just as it can relate to more people that aren't in music, I think just trusting your instinct, like, you know, what's best for you, you know what you want to do. Um, it's normal to doubt it and have questions, but just have faith in that, that you know what you want and for yourself and you, you can make the best calls for yourself. Oh, I love that so much. Seriously. Like I think I used to be a person who really asked for advice a lot on like every decision that I was making. And I really wanted to know other people's opinions when in reality, it's like, whether I was asking the waiter what their favorite dish was or I was wondering if my friend would like, you know, handle a situation the same, same way. I was going to do what I wanted to do. So it's like mm -hmm. you have to think about like, why are we seeking other or are we acting like people have more of authority on our lives and mm -hmm. what is best for us than us? That's a really good reminder. I love totally. that. Yeah. I love no, that. I mean, whenever I'm at a restaurant, even like you said, with the with the waiter, mm -hmm. You know, if there's a dish that I know I want and then I go with the chef's recommendation or the waiter's recommendation, I always regret it. Mad. So I'm mad. Is, yeah. <laughs> if something as simple as that, like, we know ourselves better than anyone else. So, so true. I similarly, like, I ask people for advice and I think it's good to get feedback from people around you, but yeah. it's also important to remember who you are and what you want. Exactly. Ugh. Jonathan, thank you so much for just literally spilling all of your wisdom. I'm like so emotional. I'm like, oh my God, I feel so good after this conversation. And I cannot wait for you guys to hear. Obviously, I'm going to be linking everything, um, drawer socials, Spotify, ready for you guys to get in your car and turn it up. And if you do, please tag both of us because we want to be in that moment with you. Um Thanks. But yeah, I'm just super grateful that you were able to be here today and I can't wait for everyone to listen. And I hope, I don't know, maybe in a months, six months, I don't know, five months, next year I'll be in LA and we can share a car ride. Maybe go to Cannes, who knows? Car ride with music up. Exactly. With the music blasting. Exactly. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me. This was fun. I feel like I even like figured out a lot by just like thinking about these answers and and figuring out myself so i got a lot from this too i love it okay well i hope to see you soon and have a wonderful weekend you too we'll okay be in touch. all right Take bye care.